This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They say expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing. I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from. Welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast and again we are back from an international break following uh, England qualifying for Euro 2024. Jamie of course you were there as always but we've also got a returning figure in Dylan Bundia here today. So I'm going to start with you Dylan, how are you getting on? Yeah good, good to be back, good to be back on the on the pod. Feels like ages, probably, probably is ages to be honest. It is good to have you back. Jamie and Kieran have been driving me up the wall. Jamie, <laughs> how are you getting on? Kieran's been driving me up the wall, you mean? Um, no, it's yeah. good to have Dylan back. Uh, adds, adds a lot of stuff to our pod. Uh, in terms of me, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm pretty exhausted. I've, I've done an hour of spin today for, for charitable causes for work. So yeah, it, it's, it's been, it's, it, it's been a good day. But um, yeah, I'm going to sleep well tonight. So Premier League action is back. Game week number nine for the Hatters as we look ahead to Nottingham Forest away, a fixture that two seasons ago was in the Championship. We travelled up there, the three of us, for that that well-played nil-nil. Hopefully it's... For, well, I say hopefully. Hopefully there's a bit more action, but I'll take a point now. That is for sure. We're going to be speaking through that game. We're going to look at different battles. We're also going to look a little bit about the formation. Um, of course, we, we've tried out a fair few different formations so far this season. Um, so there, we're, there's a big talking point in what we do going forward. We're also going to look at the three latest polls that we put out earlier. 
and that will round us off today. So I think we will start with Forrest, Jamie. Sitting 13th in the table as things stand, nine points from eight. They've had a fairly difficult start in terms of the fixture list. What have you made of Forest so far? Yeah, it's interesting that they're a completely different side to the one that we faced, as she's mentioned two years ago. Um, obviously, their the 30-odd signings last season was, was well advertised by by the media and then yeah, something like 10 or so, probably even more than that this, this year. Um but yeah, very good side, uh, very good player in Gibbs White. And they've got a few others that they can play on the other side, be it Hudson Odoi or Alanga. So they've got some very creative, fast, technical, wide players. Um, and yeah, as you say, tough start. I think, again, they're probably in that bracket of clubs that we could compete with to stay up ahead of. I think Forest fans probably wouldn't agree with that. I think that they're probably looking more up the table. But still, if you look at the teams that went down last year there, they're certainly a team to be got at. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a big game this weekend. And as you say, take a point, probably. Um, but, yeah, if, if we've won the lot with 10 to go, you wouldn't, right? So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. And Dylan, you are the local. You are pretty much living in Nottingham. Um, so what what's the feeling like around um, from, from Forest fans that you may know? Um, what is the feeling this season, um, do you think, compared to last season, which is like our season? It's their first, it, sorry, it's their second after a relatively impressive first. Do you think that they're in a better position now than they were last year? Yeah, I mean, I'm around Notts County fans a lot more than Forest, but um, but yeah, I think definitely looking, you know, like Jamie's alluded to there, you know, they made a lot of signings and they've signed in the summer as well, but there's a bit more continuity um, around what they're doing. Um, and yeah, for sure, like last season was very much a building season for them, even though they might have had a higher expectations given the money they spent, but that was realistically what it was always going to be. Um, and then, yeah, this season, about it's all about pushing on for them, I think. And and even though we'd probably view them in a category of team that we can take points off, um, although I, I think based on what we've shown so far, there's we can take points off most teams in this league anyway. Um, but I think, yeah, we can take points off them and, and very much for them. Yeah. They'll, they'll look at that as no, we're like, we're pushing top, top half, top seven. Um, I think, so yeah, I'm not, not really around forest fans that much. I'm around county fans a lot more. Um, and they're very happy at the minute most of the time. Um, but yeah, um, I think, I think it's definitely like second year under Cooper in the premier league, looking to kind of push on a lot more. Fair to say that it's all happy around Nottingham with both clubs doing well at the moment. Um, you mentioned there it's their second season. Steve Cooper um, still, you know, in the infancy of his Premier League managerial career, and you do see on a lot of occasions the second season proving too much for for certain teams. It doesn't really seem like that this season, Jamie. You you've alluded to they could be brought into a, a relegation dogfight that you could look at them as a team that we want to better to you know increase our chances of survival but do you see them as a a better standard uh, at a better standard than they were last season or you know second season syndrome could that come to haunt them i think as a squad they're they're probably a more refined and balanced squad i think they're they're transfers last summer in terms of the season they went up from the championship was just a bit pick a mix right like that they signed anyone that they thought could improve them as a squad without really 
thinking too much in terms of squad balance and 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 and, and the bigger picture. Whereas I think they've refined their squad a little bit more. The, the last summer, the one just gone. Um, I think Morgan Gibbs White for me is on that on that cusp of getting call up. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, alluded to like the other wide players they've got. Um, they've got um, Aaron E. Set it forward. Fortunately for us, I think is injured. Um, so that 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 probably is a big drop off to Chris Wood in terms of that first or second choice. Um, you look at their midfield. I think it's industrial. I think you've got Dominguez, Mangala, and 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 uh, Sangare. I think it's a very industrial midfield and one that will take take a lot to get past. But do they add too much going forwards? Probably not. I mean, I saw Sangare a lot last year at PSV, and certainly is prone to a, a mistake or two. Um, and then back four. I mean, they signed Mario, who I think has got rave reviews from his first couple of games. So. Again, sort of jury's out a little bit in terms of he's he's very early in, in his Forest career, but yeah, I think that, that they're a team that probably if you look back on at the, at the end of the season and and they've they've got top seven, top eight as as Dylan said, you probably think yeah, well they're a good side. I've got some three very good industrial midfielders, but um, equally, I think I wouldn't be surprised if you look back on the season and 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 they're fighting for their lives. Um, it, I think. That, the the margins between that ninth and and seventeenth are so so slim. Uh, I think last year, without looking at the table, there's what a ten fifteen point gap from from sort of bottom three up, up until mid table and just above. Um, so it's such a tight division. Um, so they're they're going to be an interesting team to watch beyond our game this season. And Dylan, there can be parallels to be drawn from their first season back in the Premier League last year and, and what's been seen so far. Um, I think they were four points from from eight games like we are at the moment. They also came through the, the playoffs. The major difference was the money spent assembling that, that Premier League squad. And we're just speaking to a Nottingham Forest fan on a Nottingham Forest podcast and pretty much alluded to the fact that the media's narrative. Um, the media will always have something to criticise because Luton haven't spent um, as much as we should have and Forrest spent too much. Um, so is there is there ever a right way to do it? Um, oh, it depends on the circumstances of your club. I think if you've got owners who can pump in however much money into a transfer window to help you secure your place in the division, and that is a sustainable way of doing it, which... It, probably isn't but if they can keep pumping that money in then that's the right way if if you want to do it sustainably like we have because we haven't got the resources to go and spend money then that is the right way I think it's it's very specific to your club and and what the outcomes you want to get as a club and and what the plan is over the next five years is there actually a plan you know is is it just the case of and I'm, I'm just speculating like if, you know if, if do some clubs you know try and do stuff window by window. Do some clubs have a real genuine idea of where they want to be in five years and what the what, what can they can they can they risk to can they take higher risks and and be prepared to take the drawbacks of that? So, I think it really depends on your club. I think we've done it our way, which is we can't go and spend loads of money, um, but we're going to build a build in a sustainable way and be prepared for the fact that if we did go down, we'll be in a strong position, um, and we'll be able to as a club be in a really strong place financially. Um, other clubs will do it differently in a way that suits them. Um, so I think it for the media, I, I think it's yeah. There's, there's always a narrative, isn't there? I think it's, but I think the nuances is it's always about your situation as a club and and what you need to do in that moment to help achieve your kind of outcomes for the next 
five, 10, 15, 20 years, however long you want to look in the future. Stylistically speaking, Jamie, what are you expecting from Forrest? Um, just to chuck a few numbers at you. Um, Forrest sit 18th in terms of possession this season. Luton are rooted to the bottom at 20th. And in terms of aerial one, uh, Forrest sit in fourth place and Luton are in first place. So does that to you suggest that, uh, that this game could be two rather direct sides trying to break down each other with, with athleticism, physicality. Will we see Forest as the home side impose themselves more and, and you know potentially play a more possession-based game and, and look to hurt us in, in the final third? What are you expecting? How do you expect Forest to approach this and do you expect us to approach it in a similar manner? I think stylistically, the way I see it is we're probably trying to get towards their style in terms of a team that can do both, can can do can do direct when it when it needs to be direct and also play the the more passing, attractive style of play. I think in terms of that possession stat, right, I think it's, it's been a tough start for them. They've had Arsenal away, United away, Burnley, who are a possession-based side, Chelsea away, City away. Like They've had a tough start. So that, that feeds into that possession stat because they're, they're, they're going to be low 40s, high 30% possession at, at, at those sort of um, clubs and games. Um, so I think it's really tough to read into those sort of stats early on in the season. Um, in terms of how they're going to approach the looting game, yeah, I would expect them to take it to us. I think they're definitely going to not necessarily dominate the ball, but but, ha- but have the, the, the large share and proportion of the ball. Um, and I think they're, they're developing in a way that they're going to try and be a bit more of a, of a technical, I guess, what I call like a, a, a cute side in terms of the way they they, they, they play in transition. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a game similar to, to Fulham away for us where they're going to dominate the ball and they can definitely create chance, chances. Um, they've got a centre-forward in, in Chris Wood who probably is not going to add too much to them b- between the boxes, but he's certainly an 18-yard box striker in terms of that that poacher, certainly at the age that, that he is. So we're going to need to, need to start them at source rather than rely on, on stopping Chris Wood because if he gets gets an inch in the box, he's certainly going to, going to make the most of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely expecting a game that, that's, that's a lot like for them away. Same for you, Dylan. Do you think it's going to be potentially like Fulham where we were happy enough to sit in and, and play uh, quickly through the thirds in the attacking transition? Um, I guess one key difference will be the Lukonga factor um, against Fulham. Lukonga was was quite influential in, in you know, in the attacking transition and, and pushing us forward with pace. Um, can you see us sitting back um soaking up pressure and, and playing on that counter-attack? I think from this, I think initially, yeah. Um, I think like Rob always says, it's about moments and picking your moments to go and be aggressive. You can't always sit in, but you can't always engage. And I think like, especially with Forrest, with the athleticism they have, with the way that they're able to counter-attack, I think if you open yourself up too quickly, they'll get the ball into hudson Adoy. They'll get the ball if Alanga plays. And although, you know, Alanga is... Is very very good at carrying the ball and the, the the output around the box isn't quite there yet. Still, you know, it'll cause problems. And then Gibbs White in the pocket if he does play in the ten. I know he played wide against Palace. Um, you know, I think if you open up too in the wrong moments too early um, away at Forest, then they'll get the ball into those kind of star quality players, Gibbs White and Hudson Odoi, and they'll cause us massive massive problems. So yeah, I think it will. I think we'll probably kind of revert back to the way we set up against Fulham and just look to protect it and 
make sure we, we build our way into the game and give us give ourselves a platform and then pick our moments to go and say right let's go and engage now because we can do that um but but yeah i think it will um, and i think a lot of our away games will look like that um but we're really going to have to be really really good when we do have the ball we can't turn it over because if we turn it over when we have the ball that's when we're out of shape and that's when they'll really hurt us so yeah i think i don't see i don't see us really like going man to man or anything like that against forest away um like we did against spurs but but yeah it will be about picking our moments to go and be aggressive and, and making sure when we do have it we look after it we don't turn it over because that's when they'll they'll hurt us now, I'm aware you'll find me, Jamie, for um, mentioning the fact that every Premier League game is tough. But when you look at the schedule coming up between now and, and the next international break, um, we've all alluded to the fact that it's difficult. It's a lot more difficult than the run of games we've, we've had on paper. Do you see this Forest game as a you know must-take-a-point or we need to take a point here? Um, do you think a defeat leaves us in a difficult place going into, you know, Villa, Liverpool um, and Manchester United? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think, as you said, from the top of my head, the five between now and the next international is, what, Forest away, Villa away, Liverpool at home, United away, Palace at home. So you're looking at those bookends, right, in terms of Forest away and Palace at home as the two games where really you need to take three or four points from those two without, I think, I think that that needs to be what we need to target. Um I wouldn't say it's fatal to, to not get a point at Forest. I think absolutely it's it's definitely a, a massive game in terms of getting something on the board and it's important to keep that point tightly ticking over. Um, but yeah, it's not fatal. I think better away, they're, they're doing fantastically at the minute. They've stuck, stuck six past Brighton, but that again is a one-off game. Um, Liverpool home United away, I think, why can't we get something? You've got a Liverpool side who are much better than last year, but I think they're still vulnerable at the back. And if if we can if we can nick something, I, I won't be surprised. And then equally at United, they're they're struggling, and I think that they've got a lot of pressure on on them at the minute. Um, so yeah, I think big game. And if if you look at the game on paper, obviously football's not 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 played on paper, but you're probably looking at needing 35, 40 points to stay up and you probably need to get one point from Forest away. Um, so, yeah, it's all about trying to find that find that white balance as it is, as it is all season. The never too high, never too low because if we are sat here on Sunday morning talking about a defeat of Forest, we, we can't get too low um, as it's going to be all season. Where do they hurt us, Dylan? Uh, Jamie's mentioned a few players already, uh, players that are direct, quick, um, very creative in the likes of Alanga, um, even even Origi. Um, I completely forgot that Origi was playing his football at, at Forest, which you know still feels very strange to me. But where do you see them hurting us in terms of the area of the pitch and, and what individuals do you think Rob Edwards will be highlighting? Uh, well, I think it will be getting down the sides of us, really. Um, that will be the key areas. I mean, when, when you've this is why I think Forest won't get dragged in to anything towards the bottom end of the table this season because they've just got a few players in Hudson Odoi. I know Owen is injured, who are who will get them enough goals and enough enough goal involvements to to be comfortable. Um, but yeah, I think I think Hudson Odoi is the obvious one. Um, you know, there's not long ago Bayern Munich wanted him and and he was you know supposed to be playing for England or whatever. So you know, he's a very 
I think they signed for like three million or something as well, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, he's he's the key one they'll be looking at. Um, it depends. I think I think Gibbs White do they play him wide? Do they move him more central? I I, I don't know. Um, that really depends. So I think I think it is those wide areas um, that could re- they could really hurt us in. But at the same time, if they push Gibbs White in central behind Chris Wood and then play a Langer out on the right or something. Um, you know, it really is across all those areas. Um, but I would probably say, yeah, those those wide areas are where Forest like to build um, from the limited stuff I've seen of them. Um, they like to try and penetrate through there, work a lot of switches to play, like diagonals, um, and isolating our back line. So it'll be interested to see what kind of personnel we go with in the back line because I know Mads is injured as well. So we'll see how, what that looks like. But yeah, I think it'll be those wide areas getting down the sides. Um, but to be honest, I think if they push Gibbs White in, then... You know, there is a, all across the kind of final third, I guess, um, a lot of good good quality players who can hurt us. We are going to head into a short break, but when we're back, we've got the free polls of this week and we'll also be asking Jamie and Dylan for their lineup predictions and score predictions. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for part two of today's episode and we're going to get right stuck in with the three polls of the week. The first one we put out was, are you more or less confident about our chances of survival now than before the season started? course we're eight games in now four points on the board sitting outside of the relegation places but Jamie are you more confident about our survival chances of what you what you've seen I sort of gave an answer to this on episode 105 so if you've you've not if you if you've not watched that go back and watch (laughs) that um but for the benefit yeah but for for the benefit of of those that aren't listening or, or didn't listen to 105 I, actually I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what Dylan's answer is but I, I was very much of a, of a of a Billy Muddy fence sitter for this for this question I think um my my overall summary is I've I think I've been impressed with large parts of, of performances um I think we've adapted in general better than I thought we would from a from a performance level um which makes me a bit more confident um but I just feel like there's always going to be in a game one or two things that happen that mean we come out on the wrong end of margins. Um, and I, I think as a Premier League follower now, obviously I've, I watched the Premier League for, for years, but did not as intently as I have been now that Luton are in it. You, you just come to realise that it really is a league of margins. Um, 
Like we could have lost that game to Spurs three 0 inside fifteen minutes. But equally, we we could have won it one 0 straight after the second half, and that that shows the margins in in that game in, in particular. And the the narrative changes so much if we come away from that game beating Spurs one nil to 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 stop their unbeaten streak, and we're on cloud nine. We're on seven points, probably on what probably what fifteenth or fourteenth, and we're thinking, yeah, what, what, what a start. Um, so that makes me feel a bit less confident that I think we might just not have enough because of those margins. Um, so I think net nil is my, is my answer. I think I'm, I'm net just as confident as, as I was pre-season. What about yourself, Dylan? Are you more confident now? Same level of confidence or are you less confident now? I'd probably say slightly more confident. And I know that results haven't been, amazing but I just think from from what we've shown kind of similar to what Jamie said from what we've shown in the first however many games it's been um we have more than competed in the majority of games and yes the margins are are, you know are causing us problems but I I genuinely think we will we will come good and I don't mean we're going to go and win loads of games I mean I think we are better than three other teams in this league um, and if we can get little moments to click, we are so close to being a, a, an above bottom three team in the Premier League um, because our performance levels are, are showing that. And I think going into the season, it was very difficult to really understand where we were. But when you look at it on paper around, you know, the, the, the calibre of signings we were making and the level that they had played at previously, um, you know, it was difficult to to really judge exactly where we were, but I think those guys have shown. Look at Ogbené, um, you know, those guys have really shown that they can play at this level and they they do offer a lot at this level. And we are, I genuinely think, like you look at the Fulham game, you look at Burnley, you look at Spurs, even. You know, I think we have shown that we can compete and we have a physical baseline and a and a real good um, structure and a way of doing things that actually like. If a few things go our way, we can win games consistently. Um, well, not consistently, but enough to stay in the league. So, yeah, I, I'm actually a bit more confident, um, especially after the Brighton game, because the Brighton game was, you know, was obviously very, very difficult. And I don't think we really got near them. And now we've gone and played Spurs and approached it in that way. Obviously, first 15 minutes, we've really struggled. But after that, we've, you know, we've put together a good performance against a very good team who dominate the ball. And, and I think, so, yeah, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more confident, even though we've had a few tough results recently. Yeah, it has been really interesting that after the first two games, the the six that have followed, we have been we have been very competitive. You look at every single game, we we've created enough openings to warrant us feeling aggrieved when the result hasn't gone our way, and I think that's a, a really positive position to to be in. So I'd agree with you, Dylan, that that I'm slightly more confident. And, and looking at the results of that poll, we had thirty four percent at more confident we had 44 percent at the same level of confidence and we had 22 percent at less confident now um we move on to poll number two which is which formation better suits our current squad we've got the 5122 or 352 which is pretty much when you have Adebayo Morris up top we started the season with and what was so successful in the championship We've got the five-two-three or the three-four-three, which um, we, we've probably shown our best moments in this season. Um, we, we've got Benny out on the left, 
Um, and then we've got 4-2-3-1, which was the first half against Tottenham. Um, of course, we haven't seen too much of that, but we've also we've, we've obviously got that that early glimpse of it. So flipping that, I'm going to ask Dylan first, which formation out of those three do you think currently better suits our squad? It's just a total cop-out answer, but um, it, it, it's about the... We have, we have very... I think we have a squad that is from a profile point of view, very flexible. For example, uh, uh, you know, Jacob Brown can play wide right quite comfortably in 3-4-3, um, in 4-2-3-1, 4-4-2, whatever it was against Spurs, uh, and can play front two as well in 3-5-2. So I think it really, and I, this is, a, a, again, it's a cop-out answer, but I genuinely, this is what I think. I think it, it is really dependent on the game. Um, and the needs of the game, like the, the the way we played against Spurs in the four four two out possession was, you know, I don't even know if you could describe that as a four four two because they were just marking everyone, and it's, so I, I, it's that was completely reactive to the opposition in terms of we identified the issues that they might bring us and how we were going to approach that, and then created a plan to to kind of solve the performance problems that that they would bring us. Uh, and that suited that game. So I think it's very difficult to say because we have a flexible squad, which is really, really important. Um, look at Reese Burke playing right of the three to right back. Amari Bell can play left of, left of the three, left back. Um, we've got so much flexibility in there. Chong can play right or left of a midfield three and go wide. We've built a squad that's flexible and we've done that for a reason because we need it. So difficult to say. It really depends on the opposition and the, the needs of the game um, because Forest away looks completely different to... Spurs at home looks completely different to Liverpool away. You know, it, 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 all these games need different things. So I'm going to absolutely sit on the fence and not give an answer because, well, that's my answer because I just think, I don't think you can have a, a one thing that suits everyone the best um, with our squad because I think we're so flexible. We do love fence-sitting on this podcast. <laughs> Billy Molly special, as we call it. Jamie, it's a bit more controversial, guys. Come on. Um, are you are you the same, um, or is there a formation that sticks out? You might, if we look, maybe if I flip it a little bit, um, if we're looking to really impose ourselves um, on opposition and we're not really reactive, we're not reacting to to what we to the problems we expect them to create. What formation would you go for? That feels a, a bit of a different question to the first one. I think if we're looking at purely impact on on opposition. Um, I like the four-two-three-one in terms of getting more forward players to support Morris, and equally having a bit more of a of a midfield base that isn't quite isolated, as seems like is the case in 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 the five-two-three. Um, so I think if we look twelve, eighteen months in the future, I think if we were to revisit this, I think the four-two-three-one would be something that we see more often. Um, but what makes me hesitant is that. I just don't think we've got the wide defenders capable of of a back four at the minute. I think okay, we you can definitely do a bit, bit sort of square pegs and round holes like Reese Burke. Like I think he's a fantastic centre half, and for me, one of the one of the best centre halves at, at the football club. Yet you're forced to play him at right back because you've not got an actual right back. Um, Kabore, I think, has been harshly treated a little bit in terms of the fans. I think he's done okay. Um, he's not done amazingly, but I think he's done okay if, if you if you add a lot of context to where he's come from. Um, but you certainly wouldn't stick him 
right back in a four unless you put Bell at left back. I think you might you might do if if you have a bit more of a solid left side, but then that means Doughty or Giles drops out and as you say, as you said off the pod, could play them left wing rather than left back. Um so I, I wouldn't be surprised if in January we were to go out and sign one or maybe two actual fullbacks. And I think if we did then I can see the four two three one being a bit more of a of a common setup. I think especially now with Townsend, right? You could certainly have Ogbene, Brown and Townsend as, as the three attacking midfielders behind Morris and that as, as a front four would, would be really exciting. Um, so, yeah, I think as we sit right now, I think it's got to be a back a back three, straight back five. Um, and given the impact that Ogbene has had out wide, I think it's got to be the five, two, three. I think Darren Ogbene, that, that partnership in a couple of games so far has been fantastic. Brown playing out on, on, on the right or you've got Chong that could come in. Eli's played out on left a little bit. Um, Townsend now new signing, um, so we're a lot a lot more suited towards a bit more of a wider style of play in terms of get, getting getting wingers and and getting crosses into the box rather than playing through the middle as we did last year with that with that two one two in terms of that that midfield through the front line. Um, so yeah, as we sit here today, five two three. If you ask me, come next summer or the summer after, probably four four two three one. I think that's certainly the the path that that, that we're going towards. And as the Luton fan base have called it, we had 16% with 5-1-2-2 or the 3-5-2. We had 53% at 5-2-3 or the 3-4-3. And then we had 31% at 4-2-3-1. Let's go to the final poll, which was um, away from sort of the stylistic and, and player perspective element. Um, do Luton Town pick up more points at Kenilworth Road or away from home this season? And if you were to believe the media and, and you know, check out their narrative, um, we're, we're, we weren't going to pick up any points away from home this season. And Kenilworth Road was almost instantly supposed to be a, a fortress. And that was how we were going to stay up if we had any chance. Um, we all know football doesn't work that kind of way. And we've proven... Um, already the the only win we've got on the board is away from home also you look back to last season and even the season before that we we were more effective away from home do you think Dylan that that we'll pick up more points at Kenworth Road this season or do you think it will be another season of picking up more points on the road I think the biggest difference between this season and last season is I think going away to the big six clubs is extreme is significantly more difficult than playing them at home um psychologically i think i think it, uh, yeah i think that's the biggest difference between this season and last season whereas we you know we went to sheffield united away and and so on and and got points there whereas now we look at man city away and we think like, i'd love us to get points there it'd be amazing <laughs> but you know they're probably yeah. not um so i think that's the biggest difference and probably why i'd say this year probably get more at Kenilworth Road. However, at the same time, you know, we lost to Burnley at home. Um, you know, we lost to West Ham. Uh, we've lost to Spurs. So I think, and we've got points against Everton away. Um, so I think it's, it's really difficult to say because I think I think it can be overplayed a little bit um, around around the teams that are around our level, you know, I'd probably, you know, like below top six, top seven. I think it's a lot more evens around home and away, although there is statistically, you know, home advantage um generalizing massively um 
But I think the biggest difference is those top six teams where it's very, very hard to go away to Liverpool, Anfield and get, get anything. So, yeah, I'd probably say marginally on, on home, but I don't think there'll be that much variation, to be honest. Jamie, let's quickly do the maths because, of course, we're not getting any more than 11 points uh, because we're not beating Derby. Uh, we're not getting past Derby's, Derby's record, are we? So we've already got three away from home. We've got one at home. Uh, three away from home, sorry. One at home. Um, there's not much more wiggle room to, to pick up points. So uh, where's your head at? No, if, we, if, we get, if we're getting 10 points, then we're basically almost halfway in terms of the, 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 the away points. Um but no, um, yeah, I, I agree with Dylan completely. I think the step up in terms of opposition, it's not like a League One to Championship step up, which is obviously big, but I think Championship to Premier League is huge. And to get to get a point away at Liverpool, United, City, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea is, is difficult enough, but to get three is nigh on impossible. You're talking a less than 1% chance or even probably lower than that. Um, so... Yeah, I think we need we need to have a bit more of a of a fortress at home this year. Obviously, disappointing that we didn't didn't get something against Burnley and didn't get a win against Wolves and didn't get something against Spurs. Um, but yeah, I think we need to start ter- turning those results in, into points and wins. Um, in terms of away, it doesn't even extend to just the top six. It's your your Villa away, your Brighton away. You you've got teams like that who are in that in that sort of ballpark. Your West Ham this year who, who are looking really good. Um, those sort of, I guess, second tier away games are even again are, are even really difficult. Um, so if you're thinking we need thirty five points to stay up, then that's, I mean, half of half of thirty five or more than half is is, is going to be it's going to be eighteen points at home and seventeen away. And I think yeah, I think that that's more likely than than the opposite. Um, obviously, we're, we're already free down from an away perspective, but. Um, it's going to be a lot tougher. I think Forest only got two away wins last year um, and still stayed up. So that means they had to rely on their home form massively. And I think will be a, a similar story. You look at Liverpool at home in in a couple of weeks' time, our next home game, um, you're actually fair, I'm fairly positive about that game and I think we can definitely get get a point. Um, whereas if you look at a United away, well, okay, United's probably a bad example because of, how, because of, of, of what they're seeing at the minute. But if that was a and Arsenal away or Liverpool away, I'd be like, now nah, we've, we've lost that. And that's just that 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 slight difference in, in, in mindset. Let us take focus back to Nottingham Forest away. Dylan, it's the time we've all been waiting for. Your starting 11 prediction and, of course, formation as well. Oh, it's difficult because I think... Like, before before Spurs, we'd never done a back four. So we we know we're very adaptable at the minute. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll probably go back to 3-4-3 three, because three, I think those wide spaces are really important to defend. I think the game will look a little bit more like Fulham. Um, so I'd probably say, well, obviously, Kaminsky or Horvath, who fancies it. Um, and then back three, probably Bell, Locks and Burke, if he's fit. Um, I think those wide centre-back profiles being really good 1v1 defenders is going to be super important. Um, if Mads was fit, I'd probably say not sure about Mads in this game um, just because of the amount of isolated defending he might need to do. Uh, then I'd probably have, probably say, Doughty, Kavore, wing-backs, obviously Nakamba and Pelly as the two. And then Ogbené, 
Oh, this is the difficult one. Ben A with Morris at the centre forward, and then it's difficult because I think it's harsh on Elijah. He's done well, but I'd probably say Brown because he's just a bit more of a natural fit to that wide right. And you know, if we're sitting off in that that shape, I think he gives us a lot of ability to carry the ball up the pitch. Whereas Elijah needs to be be a little bit more back to goal, and he's good at carrying the ball. I just think Brown's a bit better at carrying us up the pitch. Um, I know we mentioned off off recording that you know Laconga isn't there, and, and that's a a big miss in terms of being able to get us out um, when we do win the ball. He just gives us good quality there. But that, I think that's even more reason why Brown should be out on that right side um, because I think he can get us out um, and, and give us that forward running that we saw against Fulham where you know, we'd win the ball on the left side and work a switch through Laconga quite a lot and Nakamba as well and then hit Brown on an opposite um, and get him in behind. Um, so I think, yeah, that would probably be my prediction um, slash uh preference but look like we know with with rob i mean he's I never expected us to play a back four against spurs so you know we, we might have some other plan they've obviously done their detailed work on forest that we haven't done so um so yeah that would be my kind of prediction jamie is there a real difference at all in terms of your starting 11 to, to what dylan's just presented there um very similar but i think same setup back Five spot on midfield front. I think for me, I would like to see Chong in that in that white sided role. Um, I think if you look at the back four, if 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 Chong's on the right, I think they're probably going to play Toffolo le- left back. And I think if Chong can get one v one against Toffolo, I think he can certainly have him for a lot of the game and and isolate him and get get at him and, and get behind. And I think we we can see a, a lot of joy in that specific area um, on Saturday. Um, and I think Chong's been excellent in, in his two substitute appearances. So I think it gets to the point where you spend a lot of money on on someone like Chong. He's meant to be our not not talisman because that's that's Morris, but he's he, he, we've clearly got a lot of faith in him that we've spent that money on him. Um, so I think in those sort of games, I think he, he could certainly change the game for us. And I hope that's from the start um, in that in that right of a three. Um, but yeah, that that Ogbené Chong and, and Morris front three against a, a back four that. I think they've got obviously a very good new centre half in in Mourinho, but Sergio Rio and Toffolo as fullbacks, I think, can be got at and are definitely prone to mistakes. So I think Ogbeni and Chong against them two are going to be um, a, a very interesting matchup from our perspective. Yeah, again, I'm very similar. The only sort of question mark, sort of difference, I'll say, was potentially does could Barkley come in? Um, for for Pelly, and I know you lose a little bit of midfield cover. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's it's easy to forget with all this flexibility with all these players. Um, it's starting to feel like Forest now with all these players. <laughs> um, but yeah, but could Barkley come in? Does he provide that kind of midfield cover in a two that that Pelly would bring? Um, that's where I'm not too sure. But I did just about opt for for Barkley over Pelly. Um, but yeah, I guess that is a big old asterisk next to that. That is for sure. Let's go on to the most important part of the show. That is score predictions and Jamie Castle. I'm going to come to you first. I'm going to go for one, one. Um, yeah, big game. I think we need to get something. So yeah, I think, I think we get a point. I think we'll score first, but I think they'll pick us back. I think they'll throw on 
um, a few players towards the end. They, 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 they could have a front four of Hudson Doria, Langa, Gibbs White, and, and Uigi to, to end, and, and that that I think against against us. I mean, I think we, we are very resolute in defence, but again, we we could we could come come unstuck with a mistake or, or, or a margin that, that goes against us. So, um, yeah, one one. I'm fed up with Jamie sitting on the fence, Dylan. You uh, you any different? I'm gonna be boring as well. Um, no, I think one one. I think a point away from home. Um, Forest are a good side. We have to respect that. So. So, yeah, I think 1-1. Okay, half an hour ago, I'd done, well, probably a bit longer than half an hour ago now, I'd done a prediction on a Forest one. I went for one all. I sat on my fence. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Patrick, but yeah. I'm going to try and up up the ante, up the mood. I'm going to go for 2-1 Luton. Um, and I'm going to go for dramatic circumstances, i.e. 90 plus 5 or whatever it will be. Townsend. I don't care who's the Townsend, yeah. How fitting would that be? A scream from 30 yards. Yeah, we'll be saving that Love for it. United. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to try and be the positive one and, and I'm going to go for 2-1. Um, create some distance between us and the bottom three. How nice would that be? Well, that is it for today. A big thank you to Jamie and Dylan for joining me. And if you're not already, please subscribe to Oakwood Hatter on YouTube. Like this video, get your comments in, get your score predictions, your lineups, get whatever you want in to the comment section. And of course, on anything else, we are Oakwood Hatter, bar Instagram, where we're Oakwood Hatter pod. Until Monday, where we'll be dissecting the Forest game and looking ahead to the Villa game, it is goodbye from us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.